Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. It is July 13th, 2020. It's a Monday. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Why did that make you laugh? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, Clarus. <laughs> as i like to call you on the twitch i was like no one's gonna get that uh, people people follow us in multiple places that's true people know that you are claris dracaris yeah but i only people in your channel know other clarus <laughs> oh it's my it's my cute little nickname for you all right i'll take it um welcome back to another week of nerdy nightly podcasting thanks i'm happy to be here yeah i don't know why i'm welcoming you as if you're a guest when you're a co-host but yeah. I, I just i i wanted to start off with good news because i have some good news for you oh yeah have you not told me this yet no i, I saved it for this moment because i don't <laughs> think that you like follow the internet news as much no but ant-man 3 looks to be going in production <gasps> oh my god really yeah they're i mean they're gonna go into production early next year but yeah yeah but it's happening it's happening it, or at cool. least it looks like it's happening Oh my god, I am very happy about that. Your favorite Marvel <laughs> franchise is getting another iteration. Perfect. Um, and we, we got we got a lot of comic book related news this week, weirdly. Yeah. We also saw a comic book related film that we're going to talk about in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The Old Guard with uh, Charlize Theron. And we saw another film mm-hmm. with uh, Steve Carell. Irresistible. Yeah. And Rose Byrne. Uh, mm-hmm. that we're also going to talk about. We've got things to talk about, but let's get into the <laughs> let's get into some Gotham City news. We'll, My we'll, favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be like Clark Kent and Batman v Superman, just super into what's going on in Gotham. Yeah. Because we got the casting for the new Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, but I think it's um, Javicia Leslie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Javicia, Javicia. That's one of those yeah um she's probably she's she's had a you know she's been on television quite a bit but her you know her number one credit the thing she's most known for is probably god friended me have oh. you seen that oh god yeah you've seen god friended me um unfortunately is it not good oh god i here's the thing is i've never actually like sat down and watched it but um sometimes when i would have like the the tv on um, I think if like football was on, it would be on right afterwards or something. I just, I remember it being on the TV several times last year and like walking into the room and like watching a bit of it and being like, what? Oh, cause, oh, okay. So it was on in your apartment, but you weren't watching it. Yeah. Like I didn't like, like no, no one had put it on. It just like, no one was watching it. It just happened to be on and I would watch it and like, I, I would watch a little bit of it and yeah yeah not my thing not my thing yeah because the premise of the show is that god friends some guy on facebook yeah literally okay yeah and he he goes around and helps people kind of it's very odd like batman yeah (laughs) yeah like batman i I, I love i I, that actually as a premise that sounds funny to me like your super your superpower is that god speaks to you through facebook messenger yeah it's really (laughs) kitschy like so if that's your thing then you know well um all the only things i've ever seen of that show are a couple of ads Mm -hmm. and those ads are always like the brightest sunshiny colors yes so i think they film mostly during the day 
Yeah. So Miss Leslie <laughs> is in for a a change of pace. In schedule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She needs yeah. to start working on her sleep schedule now. Yeah. Because she's going to be awake mostly at night for 10 months of the year. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Honestly, that's not something I've ever like taken the time to think about. But doing a show like that. Yeah. You would be filming mostly at it's night all overnights yeah yeah oh that's god wild yeah. well people have been saying that that's part of the reason why ruby left ruby rose who was I, yes ruby you know my friend ruby um <laughs> no but why ruby rose left the show was the the schedule was just so demanding and difficult on her yeah no i get that and i do too like if you're not happy in a job don't do it yeah People are like, <laughs> yeah. you're crazy. You're like, the, anyone who's upset with her as if she's like hurt the production. I'm like, oh, please. Actors can't. We, we, we got to live our lives. Yeah. But Javicia Leslie will be um, obviously not taking over as Kate Kane because Kate mm-hmm. Kane was a white Jewish um, <laughs> character. Yeah. And Javicia Leslie is, I mean, she could be Jewish. I, I don't know why I even said <laughs> that, but uh, she's very much not white. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so she will be playing a probably new character created for the TV show. Yeah. Which people don't like. Classic. The the, the casting <laughs> of this show has never been easy on CW. Yeah. Because everyone was so upset with about Ruby Rose mm-hmm. for n- not being gay enough. Yeah, because she's bisexual, right? Yeah, but people, pe- the people online treated her like she was like this like straight woman. Hmm. And like... She, because I remember seeing her tweet where she was like, "I've been out since I was a kid." Like, yeah. And I, I just always found that so the the gatekeeping of that was it felt so weird to me. Yeah. And sure. the the news of having a black bat woman doesn't seem to have caused any uproar, which is nice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, I feel like the same news would have been like. Oh well, remember when they announced um the when the Little Mermaid. Oh, announcement was God, made like yeah, wasn't yeah. that a year or two ago that she was black and everyone I was they lost were making that shit. movie yeah yeah who knows if we'll get it <laughs> I, we, I mean it's disney we will yeah you're right disney will be fine at some they point opened disney disney world is open right now yeah how wild wild i i i know well mm, i mean most of it's outdoors i guess except for almost all of the rides well, and did you see the pictures yeah. of the lines no are they all six feet apart? No, God, no, no, no. They're all cramped. Oh. I and here's oh. the thing: like, I want it to go well because I love Disney. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm a huge. I I like I like their work. I like their work. I like I like their I like the parks. I like their movies. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. They do good work. Yeah, they do. They do, they do good work. <laughs> Disney does good work. Yeah. Um. So I want it to go well, and I and to actually beyond liking Disney, I just don't want anyone to get sick. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have no desire for that number to go any higher. Yeah, really. No matter who it is. Like, I, I don't want anyone to get this virus. Mm-hmm. Um, tangents upon tangents upon tangents. But the point is, <laughs> we, we do have a, um, we have a black Batwoman. Mm-hmm. And the controversy this time does not seem to be her casting, because she seems to fit all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, she, she she seems like a very talented actress. Everyone's very excited for her. Yeah. The, the controversy now seems to be that people are very upset that she's going to be playing a character that isn't from the comics. That they're going to create a new character for the show. Ah. Uh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. I guess I kind of understand that. But 
I mean, what else were they supposed to do, really? I don't know. There were a lot of people talking about how Hush is in Batwoman. Do you know who Hush is? No. Hush is a uh, Batman villain who get got plastic surgery to look exactly like Bruce Wayne. Oh wow! Yeah, in in the comics, <laughs> I and I haven't I haven't actually seen far enough into Batwoman to know how he his storyline plays out there. Mm-hmm. But he his appearance in the show, people are saying, well, they could just recast Kate Kane and say that whatever surgery Hush went through she could do to look different and so it's like she just it's a different looking person but it's still kate the look on your face is amazing right now yeah um because because a lot of people thought they're hmm. gonna cast a different person and just have kate kane keep going with a different actress right yeah but uh, i don't know i'd uh i, I don't really know what to say about that because that's I, i'm kind of excited for this new like this new take on batwoman if i'm being honest me too i think I, I think it's interesting to get away we were talking about how batwoman or how batman right before you started i, I mentioned mm-hmm. like batman batman's a complicated character right now yes because you have this you have this character who's people joke about how his superpower is his money right he's yep. rich mm-hmm. but his superpower is also his privilege and like i yeah. Um, Mark Bernardin, who's an incredible writer and journalist, and um, he's just this remarkable, and he has a podcast with Kevin Smith okay. um, called, um, it used to be Fat Man on Batman, but now it's <laughs> Batman Evolved because Kevin Smith lost all of his weight, so they weren't uh, Batman anymore. Um, but Mark nice. Bernardin was, uh, I, I think it was on uh, Fat Man on Batman where he said, like, I, I don't think that Bruce Wayne can be black. Because his white privilege is so baked into the way that he handles situations. Yeah. And to just change the color of his skin wouldn't... That person doesn't exist as a black man. Yeah, yeah. And so to take away the money and privilege element of Batwoman... Mm -hmm. Because Kate Kane is um, Bruce Wayne's cousin and is also filthy rich. Yeah. So, and she's also very privileged. She has the different, you know, aspect of being gay mm-hmm. and um, it, having ser- or attempted to serve in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got kicked out of the academy for being gay. And like that, so she does uh, have okay. that um, difference in her personality. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, she's gone through a different life than Bruce has. Yeah. She doesn't have that male privilege. But she's still a rich w- white person. Yep, totally. And a rich white person beating up on criminals right now is a weird it's not the best look it's not (laughs) yeah but it's not even about look it's just a hard story to tell right now because we have the narrative of batman is that like street level crime can be solved by punching enough people in the face and that's always just kind of been how batman (laughs) solves problems and it it fit the cultural narrative of our society that we talked about street level crime as being this like Good guys versus bad guys. Yeah. The good guys are the cops and the bad guys are the criminals. Yep. And that's it. That's as complicated as it gets. Totally. And we as a society are finally getting to the point where we're complicating our narrative about crime. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, it makes a story like Batman more complicated and difficult to digest now. Cause yeah. Watching... There's a lot more there that yeah. needs to be that needs to be addressed, unpacked, talked about and you know, I think definitely in today's day and age, there 
they're mm, yeah skirting around that is not going to satisfy people no and and watching a white man just beat up people in alleys mm-hmm. who are doing petty crime is i i just feel like we're all all of our cop shows our our law and orders all of our like cop dramas and we have so many of them in american culture that's yeah. like the number one so kind many. of show because it's easy it's easy to have a villain and it's easy to have like the abcs of the investigation yeah yeah but it it opens up this idea of turning particularly turning minorities into villains on television every week for a mostly white audience Mm -hmm. and then turning around and being confused why those people see minorities as villains yeah honestly you know what and i think um a a part of me is um kind of excited to uh be done with that easy storytelling Mm-hmm. You know, it, because it is very basic. It's been done a million times and like it's easy to watch and digest. I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what new stuff comes out of being uh, pushed out of that box and like beyond those boundaries. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, I think we're going to get some awesome creative stuff out of that because people aren't going to want to see that anymore, really. They, mm-hmm. You know, it's been the same thing over and over again for years. You can only watch CSI Miami so many times. Like, you can only, you know... You but you say that, but, like, there's there's 20 seasons of Law & Order. I don't understand. I'm on a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, just... not, I'm not that mad at cop dramas, because, like, they've employed me well, and I've made no, money I off know. of them. I so know. it's there, there's even a part of me that's, like... But as hey. far as being a working actor in New York, cop dramas are, like... Very helpful. Yeah. But at the same time, I, as as we have, particularly in this current moment of time where we've gotten this defund the police movement, mm-hmm. we've gotten these ideas about how the way to improve crime in our society is to better our society mm-hmm. for everyone and not just for white people. Yep. I, I think that it's going to be interesting to have a black Batwoman right now. Mm-hmm. Because if we if we had a Black Batwoman five years ago, I think that we would get the same kind of storyline just with a black woman beating up people in an alley. Yeah. And and because we're getting her now, I feel like there is room for this character to tell a story about how a vigilante really functions in a world where the police are against them whether or not they're wearing their costume or not. Yeah. Yeah, truly. I'm like that. See, and that's why I'm kind of excited for this brand new take on it, because I think it has a lot of potential, Mm -hmm. you know, if 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 they do it right, if Mm -hmm. they really, you know, do the work and the research and put the time and effort into it. I think I think they've got a lot there. I, and I, I just find it interesting that this announcement came on the back of um, the, the other big announcement this week mm-hmm. re- re- revolving around Gotham, uh, the city from Bat- Batman and Batwoman, yeah. uh, is that the Batman movie, the Matt Reeves directed Batman movie that's coming next year, mm-hmm. starring Robert Pattinson as Batman. I love that you laugh at that. I don't know why. It's he funny is to me. such a good actor. No, I I, we, I believe you. I'm going to make you watch Good Time. All right. And when you watch Good Time, you're going to be like, oh, that dude could be Batman. <laughs> yeah, I've really only seen him in Harry Potter and Twilight. So, but he's so good as Cedric Diggory. Yeah, no, like he's great. It's just Cedric Diggory you know. <laughs> is the kind of entitled white guy who would grow up to be Batman. <laughs> you think Batman's a Hufflepuff? <laughs> yeah all right 
he's loyal, man, to his parents for the rest of their existence, even though they're dead. Um, <laughs> he's very loyal to the idea of them. Um, right. But so that that movie is getting a prequel series starring Jeffrey Wright, who's going to be com- he's going to be playing Commissioner Gordon in the movie, mm-hmm. and he's also apparently. No, I I haven't really. This is weird because I've seen a lot of reporting about this. Yeah. But n- I don't think there's like an official announcement yet. But apparently there's going to be a show coming to HBO Max uh, revolving around his Commissioner Gordon, who is uh, another person of color leading a police force show. <laughs> yeah. Right now. And it, it, it just feels like such an interesting time to be getting these black-led TV shows about police. Yeah. And with the relationship that we're currently having with our police departments and the way we want to see our police departments change, Mm -hmm. I just wonder what kind of reception those shows get on a a cultural scale. Yeah, well, uh, I have a feeling part of that is going to be how it's handled. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know. um... And, And whether or not there are people of color writing the stories as well. Yeah. It's not enough to just have need, them on camera. No, 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 no. You need, like, you need the, those shared experiences behind in the creative process as well. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it it is is hollow, I think. Yeah, especially, uh, yeah, it's just, right now, I feel like putting out any sort of cop drama is rife with um, the real world complications and real mm-hmm. world history that you just can't get you can't get away from and i'm i'm very happy about that i'm not i i don't want us to get away from that anymore i want us to tell stories that are more um what's the word i'm looking for i, I want to tell stories that are more about the people and less about the job mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes we've gotten into this trend of making shows about jobs yeah and the cop the doctor yeah y- yeah and I, I the the shows that work to me are always the ones that uh, have those people have those jobs mm-hmm. and it's about the people who have those jobs yeah and it's not so much about like we got the bad guy each week yep because totally. maybe there isn't a bad guy mm-hmm. and maybe because a lot of the time i'm sure it's a lot more complicated than that yeah you know like like humans are messy and complicated it's mm-hmm. not always, you know, as simple as it might seem. Yeah. I, I would like to see both of these shows dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, And I hope they do. And I think that, you know, with something that is beloved like Batman, I think they should absolutely, you know, take that opportunity for it. Because mm-hmm. they are going to have eyes on that show. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to to hopefully do a lot of good with it if they, you know, if they make the right choices and hire the right people and, you know, tell interesting, diverse stories. I have I have some faith for Batwoman mm-hmm. because I, I think that Black Lightning, the other CW show that's, it's the same uh, universe as ba- yeah. Batwoman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is a, a very progressively minded show. Mm-hmm. And has done really interesting work in complicating the narratives of how African-American people grow up in this country and how this country affects the way yeah. that they grow up. And, and this is this is all with the take that, like, Gotham is parallel to New York, right? It's it... Gotham isn't New York. Metropolis is New York. Sorry, yeah, I mean... Gotham is, it's... like, 
sort of Boston, sort of Chicago. Okay. But it's it's supposed to be like a parallel city to one that is like in the United States. Well, sort it's of. not like a fictional world. It's it's so complicated with DC because like <laughs> sometimes in comics like Kansas City exists, mm-hmm. and like Metropolis exists, and like sometimes New York City also exists. Huh. Um. There's like DC geography is questionable. <laughs> DC's United States just has more cities. Okay, cool, sure. Because they'll be like in Chicago, and you'll be like, "Wait, Chicago is real in this world, <laughs> or what is what's real and what isn't?" Okay. Um, so I, Gotham isn't Gotham isn't like a direct city. Um, Christopher Nolan filmed a lot of it in Pittsburgh because of like the 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 city r- reminded him, I guess, of what the idea of Gotham is. Okay. Um, and. There, there is no city in America as crime riddled as Gotham is. Oh God, yeah. Um, people would joke that Detroit was for a bit there. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's been amazing to see the turnaround that Detroit has had lately. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a lot of really good social work being done there to like turn that city around. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Gotham is Gotham is Gotham. Okay. Okay. Just you know, wanted to clarify, even though. That doesn't make it much clearer. <laughs> it, I, I'm sorry I couldn't help you there. No, it's fine. Yeah, Gotham has filled in for a lot of cities over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when Zack Snyder put it like across the bay from Metropolis, things got even more confusing. <laughs> it's a choice. Because you could see, yeah, because in the in Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. you can see the their sister cities across like a lake, <laughs> um, which was very confusing to me the first time i watched it because i yeah. didn't understand that that was what was happening yeah and I, I so i just didn't know where people were for like 20 minutes of that movie i was like wait how is he what's ha- who yeah where is this plane that gal Gadot's getting onto what's yeah. happening <laughs> we saw another movie with a lot of what's happening we're gonna get to that right after this quick little break and we're back hello again did you love that ad? It's my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> when we pause for a second and we take a sip of our tea and then we take a sip carry of on. <laughs> this new chocolatey chai tea that I'm drinking is Ooh. excellent. If you can get to a superstore and you get that superstore brand, this is the not an ad. Choice. The ad came before this. This is not, this is <laughs> not a sponsor. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Does Superstore do podcast sponsorships? Highly unlikely. We'll be the first. Yeah, we'll be the we'll first. We'll be the first. Um, we saw two movies mm-hmm. in the last two days. We saw Irresistible and we saw The Old Guard. New movies. Yeah, which new is movies. so fun now. Yeah. I love... Wild. I love new things. <laughs> um, I was thinking, like, because we, we went to lunch on Friday. My, me and my family went out with Ariel to lunch and we went to a restaurant and sat on a patio outside. Yeah, um, that was new. Following like social distancing guidelines and you know. Yeah, yeah, we were outside the tables. Well, I mean, we weren't in like 20 feet of another table yeah. almost. Like they, they did a really good job. And because, you, you know, we you and I are both very cautious right now and mm-hmm. we're, we're maybe overly so. But we, it was just such a wonderful experience to like eat out yeah have a normal mostly normal experience obviously the waiters were all wearing masks Mm -hmm. um they didn't give like real menus you had to scan the thing on your phone or you got like a disposable paper handout which was hilarious because my parents were like (laughs) oh they should do this more often and i was like but they couldn't figure it out did you not just 
did you not watch yourself need help like <laughs> yeah those it, poor it waiters that would have to explain to everyone how it works yeah so you take out your phone has no, to no, be no. a smartphone the, no the camera app ma'am no it, it's it's the cam- not your gallery it's no. the it, no it's the one that looks like a camera a, no a camera not instagram no i yeah <laughs> no i know that's your grandson um all oh, those poor waiters um my heart goes up to you we've we've all been there but it was just it, it felt nice to be like somewhat in a normal situation yeah and that's what new movies feels like to me it's like oh god i you know i just want i just want a little bit of creature comfort mm-hmm. right now with so much going on in the world in politics and i even got that in a movie about politics and about an election yeah wow irresistible uh, is the new uh john stewart written and directed film mm-hmm. i was so shocked to learn you didn't know who john stewart was i mean i recognized his picture true i i, <laughs> I wonder if the daily show isn't as big in canada as it is in the states because i don't know like i yeah i mean it also could be that like there are a lot of people i don't know i'm very bad with names that's fair like you show me a picture and i'm like oh yeah that's so and so from this thing but like i don't know the actors probably as well as i should you know being an actor um sorry (laughs) he's he's more of a political satirist but yeah but even i mean even still like but like i said i recognized his face i was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely seen this guy around He's, he's a little famous. A little bit. Um, and he wrote a very interesting movie. Yes. A, a movie that I cackled at. Like, I was... Oh, it was hilarious. Well, and my parents had gone to bed, so I felt bad because I was like, oh, no, like, I'm going to wake my parents up. Like, I would feel really bad. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was... Because I, um, I was on the floor trying to stretch my calves out after that massage, and I yeah. was just cackling at this movie <laughs> as it just tore apart we should probably the, the movie is about uh an election in a small town in a mayoral election indiana yeah. no wisconsin uh, wisconsin yep uh deer lock in indiana that's no deer lock wisconsin w- wisconsin you just there said you that go. we you just agreed it. on wisconsin <laughs> um and it's about these two political um rivals who are like campaign managers who start to invade this small town in order to run this election as it gets more and more national attention. Yeah. And it is just the most like entertaining look at how elections are run in a way that made me so angry. (laughs) I know it was so absurd. That was the thing is you watch this movie and you're like, this is ridiculous. And then, you know, in the credits, while they're rolling, they have an actual political expert who's like, yeah, this is how the system works. And theoretically, something like this could actually happen. Mm -hmm. And so it just makes you like, (laughs) there were moments where they were behaving in a way that I was like, especially because it pokes a lot of fun at the left and at the like um, political dance that people on the left do to appear yeah to appear like they care you Mm -hmm. know like and like they're so woke yeah yeah, yeah. you know you know like like they all think that you know they're doing the right thing and they're the good guys and they're the the movie playfully pokes fun at um, performative wokeness yes in a way that just i i've seen so much of Mm -hmm. um 
And it, it, it's just, Jon Stewart is a master of this kind of satire. Oh, truly. It was, it was hilarious. The, um, the, the only, the only jokes, and they were so funny, but they were confusing to me, is that there are times where characters are saying things that they very clearly aren't saying in the real world, but are like, um, uh, it's, 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 oh my God, I, I, I'm blanking on how to explain this. The characters are saying what they're, the, the subtext of real life as a monologue mm. um like it happened at the beginning with all the f-bombs in the spin room where oh, right, 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 right. and then it happened with the news anchors on television a few times where they would like say something to camera that was what they what what is actually being said mm-hmm. without the spin yeah yeah it's like it's it's kind of revealing the veil mm-hmm. and taking that away and but it's i yeah. i never there were a couple of times where it happened where I was like, wait, was that that they didn't say that on live television? Yeah. Like you're so the, the, that joke a couple of times got me a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like the, the acting and, and the 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 structure of the movie, I think that it was really impeccably cast. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell and Rose Byrne are both so good in this movie. Yes. They, I think they nailed it. <laughs> Rose Byrne is so funny. Yeah. She's a delight. And, and like, that that archetype of the, like, Republican party that she's, the, that, like, you know, that blonde haircut yeah. that Fox News is so famous for mm-hmm. um, is, oh, I, I was just so surprised. Because mm-hmm. it was the kind of movie my stepdad rented it and watched it the night before. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys should watch this. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like a stepdad movie. It's Steve Carell. Yeah. John Stewart. And I just, I didn't expect it to be as smart and focused as it was. Yeah. they. I think they did a really great job actually of being clear and concise and telling the story they wanted to tell mm-hmm. without, you know, kind of extraneous fluff or unnecessary jokes like everything was in there was had a purpose mm-hmm. and it you know definitely was not a movie that dragged on it like made its point did its thing and then it was over and and was it's... a scathing rebuke of our political system yes like i i was mad at the end of the movie i was like i don't i don't i don't want to vote anymore i yeah. just i want to i want to burn the system to the ground yeah you're like sorry the, the how much money like 45 million dollars yeah like that is how much went into this like like it's not a true story i shouldn't say that because it's it, it isn't it, no it's not a true story it's but, very fictional yeah, yeah. but theoretically yeah it could happen or something similar like this could happen because of how the system works well and the the political system that we do have like the money that gets funneled into it is so wild i yeah i've donated to some campaigns because there, you know, there's causes in the states that I believe in, and I want to participate in that. And there's candidates that I believe in. Mm-hmm. I was very happy to support um, Jamal Bowman in his run in upstate New York mm-hmm. um, for I think New York 16th congressional district. Um, and I'm really happy to see that he won that fight. Yeah. But uh, he won using only small donations, only grassroots. Like he didn't take any super PAC money. Yeah. And Elliot Engel the incumbent democrat on the other side of that primary mm-hmm. got money from all sorts of these like government like lobbyists yeah and a gop super PAC. like it was this wild 
the amount of money that was put into his campaign for a primary yeah that he lost like millions and millions and millions of dollars are spent yeah. on something that i mean obviously it mattered then cuz he would have loved to have continued his run in congress but mm-hmm. it's crazy to me that now we have to start that i'm getting emails i'm getting emails constantly asking for more money cuz they're like okay well we won that one yeah. the next one begins yeah like i'm like oh my god yeah, it costs so much. Like, the amount of money that gets pumped through the system mm-hmm. is honestly, to me, unfathomable. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I you know, I can't really, like, picture or imagine that that largest sum of money. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Meanwhile, I'm looking at my bank account. I was like, yeah, I, 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 can, eat, I can eat and pay rent this month. Like, I'll be, yeah. I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Like it's 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 just a whole other level. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, I I felt a little bit angry at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like truly, I was like, what the f-? <laughs> like. I I really appreciated the way that the film um, showed the kindness and um, small town feeling because mm-hmm. the, the the disparity between the characters from DC invading the small town mm-hmm. and the people in that small town. Um, there was a real way uh, that they cared about each other. Yeah. That was, that is, feels true to me. As someone, I, I've been around the country quite a bit, thankfully, with work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to work in some small towns. And there really is that sense of community. Yeah. In a really strong way. Now, granted, there is a dark side to that as well. Yeah. You, you do, I, I have worked in some small towns that have some political ideologies that aren't very um, welcoming mm-hmm. uh, and can be very difficult for certain kinds of people yeah um i i worked in a theater in a small town in indiana which is probably why my brain went there (laughs) yeah but they the the owners of that theater ended up leaving because the town it was two gay men who owned this theater yeah and the town was so against gay men owning a business in their town Mm -hmm. that they had to leave just because they couldn't the, the town literally wouldn't accept them as they were. Wow. Um, and uh, so after gay marriage passed, they left the town because they got married and it just, um, it was it was a really, really sad situation. And they were just, they were great. And I loved working with them and we made some really cool art together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is that element of like, there is a closed mindedness. Mm-hmm. There's a kindness towards people who look and act like you, mm-hmm. but there is that, closed-mindedness in in parts of the country not all of it obviously yeah. uh, i don't want to generalize but um that was my experience in that and yeah. it is that part of it isn't talked about in the movie very much yeah although which, wisconsin is also a much more northern state yeah the other thing as well is you know like i said the movie was very concise in making its point and i think that like you know um it, it wasn't there to tell that story that you're talking yeah, about that's fair but, um, yeah, it is very interesting. It's that kind of, the, almost the smaller you go with the town, it generally seems to be just more ancillary and more, um, uh, because everyone knows each other. You're all, you all feed off of each other's beliefs mm-hmm. and no one really challenges each other because you have that such strong like community spirit and everyone's there to support each other, you know, which is the positive side of it. But like you said, there is that other side that, you know, is is hard. And even us growing up in Calgary, yeah. we, I mean, uh, we became both a lot more open-minded moving to bigger cities. And mm-hmm. Calgary's not even that small. 
No, it's Calgary a million, 250,000 people, I think. Yeah, it's it's over a million people. Yeah. But, you know. Very spread out, though. Yes, but still, it's not one of those things where you, you know everybody, right? No. I didn't even know everyone in my high school, and there were only 400 people in my high school. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the, the, the reason it com- comes up for me in the conversation of this film is only because the inciting incident, the, the yeah. town meeting at the beginning of the movie, is about immigrants. Yes. And is about... Um, the, the, the monologue that the guy who ends up running for mayor, I should know that actor's name because he's so good and he's in so many things. Yeah, he was great. Um, he mentions that like when the river was flooding, mm-hmm. they were there helping us dig out or yeah. whatever. Uh, Put, I, putting I, up the sandbags. Paraphrasing, yeah. And yeah. But we never met the immigrants that he's talking about in that speech. Yeah. And it's just interesting to me that like the movie... Um, the, yeah, the, the movie never really showed the immigrant population that was part of the inciting incident. Yeah. Um, and I just, that was the one thing that I, the thread that I never, that never closed off for me in the movie. Yeah. In a movie that did such a good job of telling all of the other aspects of the story mm-hmm. um, and really tying off those threads and doing it all while being funny and also endearing. Yes. The comedy never made the characters seem false. They yes. always seemed very, um, <laughs> very real, especially like some of the small town characters mm-hmm. who don't get a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. but they are the, the, um, the character, the audio tech, yeah. the like local audio tech character, yeah. <laughs> he has like three scenes and he's great in all of them. He's mm-hmm. so funny. Mm-hmm. He's so awkward, but also like, just so like gung ho. He just had such great energy and. The, the movie does such a good job with all of its little pieces. Yeah, like I, the the bake 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 store owner, the Anne. The yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like um, you know the two mics, I think. Oh yeah. The two, yeah. Big Mike and little Mike. Yeah, um, yeah, just all those little pieces. It was very real, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was nice to see a comedy that. Oh, to see comedy at all. I mean, we don't get a lot of... <laughs> but honestly, like, we don't yeah. get a lot of comedies anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the the genre doesn't do as well, especially lately, box office-wise. So we haven't been getting big comedies as often as we used to. Yeah. During, during like, the height of the Judd Apatow years, we would be getting comedies every three weeks in the theaters. Yep. Um, and last year, the only comedies I remember coming out in theaters were Booksmart, Good Boys game night i think was last year and um i don't know any of these and like Booksmart didn't make money good boys made a little bit of money i think but wasn't like super successful um game night was successful but like there haven't been any like really high grossing comedies lately and i think if this had opened in theaters it would have made some money i think that this would have been a good draw it was it was honestly it was really funny like i really i enjoyed it i would recommend going to watch it highly if 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 you're looking for um, a funny movie that mm-hmm. you know also has that deeper kind of undercurrent that kind of makes you go yikes, a, a very <laughs> smartly funny movie. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. very clever. Um, the other movie we saw. The Shall we old get into it? Guard, yeah, we should. The old guard. Yeah, so that is based on a comic book. It is based on a comic book. Which, and you haven't read this one. I've not read this one. No. Okay, interesting. Um, I actually, what's fun about this one is I didn't know that it was based on a comic book. Um, I thought that it was just like a 
fun new action movie from uh, Netflix because they put out Extraction. I thought it was like they're just they're making these fun little action movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is uh, a comic book. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where this comic book was originally produced. It's a Greg Rucka comic book, and Greg Rucka is like a, he's a pretty prolific yeah comic book writer. what else has he done do you know off the top of your head uh action comics batwoman detective comics superman world of new krypton uh okay. so yeah he's... His, he, he has an ongoing series called lazarus that's really really high praised okay um he also wrote the screenplay for this movie oh he did yeah um huh. and it was directed by gina prince blythewood by or sorry uh prince blythewood i believe is how you heard the last name is pronounced uh who directed love and basketball the Secret uh, okay. Life of Bees, Beyond the Lights. <laughs> and what was interesting to me to see was that she directed the pilot for Cloak and Dagger, the Hulu show that's also based on a comic book. Oh, okay. And the reason that's interesting for me is because you and I both noticed <laughs> throughout this movie, mm-hmm. there was some music <laughs> that felt like... Wrong. Well, it just felt like it was like a CW show about an ang- two angsty teens with superpowers who are supposed to like fight demons and fall in love yeah yeah that was the vibe the music gave you it was not like a like how, how would you describe this it, this movie was more like rough and tumble like oh it was it was it was a violent dark very dark at times nihilistic to the point of being wildly depressing yeah yeah like it was all al- it was like almost as depressing as like a war movie I, you know, like I would say it was more depressing than a lot of war movies, <laughs> and not, and that's not a knock on it. I, I totally understand what the concept is. I totally get what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I, I just the the thing. So the movie is about. I always, I always just want to talk about it. And I always forget yeah. that like people might have people, no right. idea what we're talking about. Right. Um, the movie is about a team of mercenaries who are immortal. Yes. This isn't really a spoiler because this is. The, this is the first thing that yeah that in the movie. you find out you they, find out that they're immortal they can't die for the most part they heal very quickly <laughs> yeah and they have been doing this for hundreds thousands to thousands of years, of years depending yeah. on the character mm-hmm. and they don't know why they don't know how mm-hmm. and they just do this yeah um and so the the movie is about someone in modern times finding out that they're immortal and trying Mm -hmm. to use them for genetic research to develop cures for diseases by kidnapping them and torturing them. Yeah. The other main storyline of this movie is that there is also a new immortal who emerges who they're trying to like envelop into their fold, Mm -hmm. who is a U.S. Marine. Yes, in the group of the prettiest Marines you've ever seen in the, your life. Oh my god, when they go to the Marine tent... <laughs> Instagram Marines. <laughs> the, I was like, these are the skinniest Instagram model Marines. With perfect hair. They're in Afghanistan and it's dusty and their hair is all like perfectly done. Their makeup is like noticeable and oh, like... <laughs> their makeup is so noticeable. Partly because if you're wearing that much makeup in the desert, you would have dust sticking, sticking to your face. Sticking into your face, They yeah. didn't, of no. course. That it, that was the only mo- moment in the movie that felt... that I noticed that, but it truly... They like panned through the room. And I was yeah. like, where did you find <laughs> yeah. this group of Marines? <laughs> truly, though. It was something. It, it, and it, they were just so distractingly pretty 
Yeah. For the scene that was happening. Yeah, it was like like she was she was leaving the Marines. They you know, they were basically sending her off because she gets I mean, how far in spoilers are we going? Well, she's immortal. Like that's She's immortal. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she gets That's in the trailer. I don't think that's a Yeah, okay. So she gets like her throat gets cut. Yeah. And she survives and there's no scar and people think that's weird, obviously. Yeah, because she so, fully dies. She died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so they they're about to like send her away. For um, testing. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. For more testing or whatever he says. And you know, she enters the tent with all the people who like were her friends like five minutes ago. And now they're all like, Ugh. and they're all like the most beautiful people you've ever seen. But the te- it, yeah, it's like a it she goes backstage at a fashion week party <laughs> and the theme of the fashion week party is military dress. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. It's so, it was so odd. Yeah. In a movie that a casting I thought was pretty solid. Yeah. Like I thought there was very mm-hmm. interesting casting across the board. Mm-hmm. I thought the actors all did a great job. Yeah. Chiwetel Ejiofor is just a like, gem. he's so, he has one monologue later in the movie and I was like, this, this no movie deserves acting this good. Yeah. This man is putting on like a masterclass of how to. Oh, oh, and he was like, he had like tear, like the single tear coming out of one eye. <laughs> and he was just being so earnest. And I was like, what? This movie just yeah. got like 80,000 times better because that man showed up to work that day. Truly. He was ready the to real give MVP. that performance. Yeah. Which usually I'd be like, oh my God, Charlize there and she's incredible. But yeah, no, he was he was the real MVP, I think. Charlize Theron, so the the reason that I said earlier this movie was depressing is because the, the immortals, other than the new one, yeah. but all of the other immortals are so old. And jaded. And have been doing it for so long. Yeah. That they, they are over it. But they all have the same, <laughs> and, and the, the one, I wonder if it's the same in the comic, mm-hmm. but the one kind of... Um, uh, criticism I have of that. I don't want to call it a criticism. I'm not a critic. I'm just a lover of these things. <laughs> but they all had the same depression about it. Yeah. And so when they would sit at a table together and just complain. It was very depressing. One, well, it was, yeah. And it was just them piling on. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that in the scenes where they were happy, like um, uh, there's a scene... I, I don't want to spoil it because it, it truly is bizarre. But there's a scene where two characters discuss their feelings for each other. Oh, in the van? Yeah. yeah that yeah. comes so far out of left field. Yeah, really. I was and like, is, wait a second. <laughs> is like remarkably hallmarky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, this movie had a few different vibes going on. But I loved that moment so much. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, yes. We're not sitting around a table talking about how awful it is to live forever. Yeah. Which it would be. Here's the thing. The movie's right. It would be absolutely awful to live forever. It would suck so much. Mm -hmm. Watching people talk about how much it would suck, though, ends up being, like, a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel bad for everyone. Yeah, truly. It was another, like, let's get sad moment. Let's get sad. We're just sitting there like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because it was weird. Like like you said, the music was kind of that feeling of, you know, um, Shadowhunters kind of teen drama romance thing. Mm-hmm. But then it was all, like the, the, the content was very dark and like violent. Um, 
it's, and and then there were those those humorous moments as well where the comedy they, in this movie was great great but kind of felt out of place oh yeah like dudley dursley yeah shows up shows up to play yeah as his take on mark zuckerberg um <laughs> Oh, I love that. I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah. He's like the villain as like the pharma bro. Yeah, he's like the youngest um, CEO of this pharma company. And, you know, his goal is to basically use the these immortals um, for research so that he can make um, drugs to sell to people for outrageous amounts of money. You know, kind of like certain... Drugs in the States. Uh, Martin Shkreli? Yeah, sorry. Are anyone we, uh, anyone any- heard of him before? Um, did you see <laughs> what a he, guy. he asked to be let out of prison? No, um, fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think that there is a, an argument to be made that maybe prison isn't the best place for a lot of people right now. Yeah. With what's going on in the world. But also his reason was so that he could go try and come up with the cure to COVID. Like that, he like really? legitimately like yeah. His his legitimate reason. He's like, guys, don't worry. I'm here. I I'm to gonna be... I'm gonna make a cure. I know that all I've done in the past is make drugs that should be cheap, very expensive, so I can turn a profit. But you need to let me out of jail so that I can go personally cure COVID. Wow, what a guy. <laughs> uh yeah, it, it got denied. Um, mm-hmm. but um, this movie is. It's interesting because the the pharma angle. I, I, I get like, I'm like, oh yeah, if I was, if I was the head of a pharmaceuticals company and there was somebody who wanted, tissue or regenerated, who, yeah, if like, who was immortal, I'd be like, Hey, let's study that person. Yeah. The, the, the thing in this movie that's so odd is that the pharmaceutical company's first step is torture yeah. and not like, Hey, we have all of the money in the world. Would you like to be very rich and yeah. we will just take some blood? <laughs> like, yeah, no. There's they, no negotiation. There's no. They're like, all right, so we're gonna kidnap them in the night. Yeah, with all um, of them. With uh, we're gonna send in a whole team of people. Yeah, and uh, Charlie Theron is going to massacre them violently while the theme to Shadowhunters on <laughs> Freeform plays. Yeah, yeah. It was um, kind of confusing. Not the plot line. No, the plot's very simple. But just my feelings, I think. <laughs> well, and 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 like I'm I'm kind of teasing at parts of this movie, and I'm you know the the, the music choice was odd, mm-hmm. but I would recommend this movie. Like I I had a good time. Yeah, I I wasn't upset about any of this. Uh, I don't, if I'm being personally like truly honest, I don't think it was a great movie, but I had fun watching it. It's it's a perfect Netflix movie. Yeah, because yeah. this is the kind of thing that like. I, I don't think I would have had as good a time in a theater with it. Mm-hmm. it. And that's partially just the budget. The movie didn't have... The movie didn't need to be seen in a theater. And there's just not a lot of space in the shots. It's a lot of confined spaces. There's a lot of, like... There's not a lot of background in some scenes. Yeah. Um, Which, you know what? It's funny. That's something you noticed. And I did not. Um, well, like there- but you've been on movie sets more than I have. You Like, you understand how things are shot. Yeah, and I, I think it's also just, like, I have, I, I watch and read a lot of criticism, and, like, so just, like, my brain is more geared towards that, but, like, the, it was very noticeable to me that they're, like, the, the the bottom of the screen is, like, Morocco, and it's uh an alley, 
yeah. into another alley, into another alley, and the alleys are all covered. So you, you, she could be literally anywhere. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And the movie had a lot of that. And so the budget for this movie wasn't very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, when I saw those initial moments, and I knew that, because I knew the premise going in, because I'd yeah. seen the trailer, I was like, oh no, the special effects on the healing is going to look bad. Yeah. And you know what? It never did. No, no. I think actually they did quite a good job with that. Yeah. The the first time the new girl... Um, oh, I, uh, Ni- Nia? No. What's the character? Niall. Niall? Yeah. I think it's Niall. Niall or Naya or something? Yeah. Um, the first time she heals, mm-hmm. or she, her, like, her like leg rebuilds itself, mm-hmm. I thought the, the effect was actually really solid. And a yeah. lot of the special effects in this movie were totally believable <laughs> the one where we both lost our shit when he flipped that guy oh and his neck oh god the sound of that man's <laughs> neck snapping i'm see and i'm not usually one to like freak out or like cringe or things like that but that was another level i well this movie like, was <laughs> honestly i was surprised at how graphic the violence in this film was and i'm sure yes. that i'm sure the comic book it's based on is also very graphic mm-hmm. um but this was like a v- intensely violent film yeah um <laughs> charlie theron has a battle axe <laughs> and there's there's one time it's like cleaved into a body and i was like oh, oh yeah okay wow, okay mm-hmm. there it is <laughs> Um, the, the, the one, uh, the one thing about this movie that I, I truly appreciate is that the, it, it is never campy. Like there's, there's yeah. never a moment that felt like anyone wasn't fully invested. And yes. a, a film like this can sometimes have that. You'll have the character that like strolls in and out and like isn't really there for it. No, no. Everyone was like there. Oh. The, everyone showed up. The doctor, Leah, um, who's Dudley Dursley's doctor assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was funny and great. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was super committed to mm-hmm. sadism. Um, the security guy who's like the tank for the bad guys. The Shamar Moore. Yeah, the Shamar Moore look like he was he was great. The yeah. combat, a lot of the combat was visually good to watch. Like I, I was, yeah. I was really into it. So yeah, I mean overall, I I think it as a Netflix movie, I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I would. It, it does tease a sequel at the end. Yes, it does. Do you think we'll get that sequel? <sighs> I don't know. So, uh, like, is there a way to see Netflix numbers on, like, what is watched no. on Netflix? Interesting. So, I, yeah, I really have no idea. Here's the thing. I think that if this movie came out in non-COVID times, it wouldn't have made any kind of a splash. Yep. I agree. On Netflix. I think it would have been kind of like a Netflix movie that came and went. Yep. I think that because we're all stuck at home mm-hmm. and nothing new is coming out... This movie might do crazy good numbers. Yeah, because people want new content. And honestly, like, this is the kind of movie that I could see the sequel not... Part of the reason this movie gets a little down in the... Bo- gets bogged down a little bit, and and the the thing that I say about it being depressing, which I'm... Mm-hmm. I, I do mean a little bit. Not I'm. It's a little tongue and cheeky. <laughs> yeah. Because it is kind of funny how dour they can be. Mm-hmm. But there's so much exposition in this film, mm-hmm. and so a sequel to this might 
be able to have a little bit more fun. I kept saying, like, the thing I wanted from the movie was to show these people are mortal. Mm-hmm. Keep showing me the past. I want to see yeah. them in World War II. I want to see them in World War One. I, I want to see them in the Crusades. Like, they talk about these places they've been, but they mm-hmm. never show it. And I think that that's a budget limitation. For sure. Because um, they did have small flashbacks, and they definitely kind of... But there were little... no characters in those small flashbacks. No, they were yeah. they, there was they were a... close ups of the main actors. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's it. There was one fight in the past. <laughs> yeah, on like, that the had like twelve people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would like to I I if this does really well on Netflix, I would be interested to see the sequel if they had a little bit more money mm-hmm. and could spend a little bit of time showing these immortals across time. Yeah, yeah. I want to know about like their footprint, like yeah. you know the like their adventures, their how, you know how they found each other, mm-hmm. you know their. This movie had a lot of almost. tell and not show. Yeah. In that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is probably budget. Yeah. But yeah, that was that is something I would be interested in. And for a movie that's two two hours five minutes, it's a little long for mm-hmm. a movie like this. It went down easy. Like both these yeah. movies, this and Irresistible, were easy watches. Yeah, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, how long has it been? You know, it was very, yeah. Yeah, I think they, they, they like, I think two hours was, was good and it didn't feel egregious or anything. No, it was nice. Um, I, I, I'm happy too because we talked about, let's talk about both these films and let's mm-hmm. watch them. And I wasn't sure that I'd be able to recommend either of them. Like, I, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, uh, especially with Netflix movies, I'm always hesitant and I generally <laughs> like them. Like, I don't know what it is about it being on Netflix where, like, my initial... Going into it, I'm always a little bit like, oh, it might let me down. Well... But typically... No, but of the movies that are Netflix originals, I don't really dislike any of them. I typically... Yeah, I think it comes from... Because I have that feeling as well, and I think it comes from there being so much on Netflix mm-hmm. that, like, there's a lot of bad stuff on there. Well, and there's a lot of television originals that I don't like. There's a lot of television originals on Netflix I love. Yep. Um, but the television content has a lot more hit, hit hits and misses. Yeah. The movies generally, there aren't a lot of movies that come out for Netflix that are like, they blow me away. Mm-hmm. But they're generally always fun and enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I need to remember that next time a new Netflix movie comes out. I might go back and watch that Chris Hemsworth one, Extraction, that came out yeah. like a month ago. Okay, yeah. Because um, apparently that's getting a sequel, maybe. Really? Uh, yeah. All right, we should watch that. Well, it was like, yeah, apparently did great for Netflix numbers, which are hmm. like money, imaginary, and who knows? Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> that we, we don't know what those look like, but they exist. They exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that is a good place to leave it. I think we're, we're I think we're over an hour, so. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot to say. I mean, look, I like a long podcast, mostly because I listen to everything at 1.5 speed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you and I both. I'm glad that we watch YouTube videos sped up at the same level. Yeah, because it would be tough for if you watch YouTube at normal, normal speed, speed. Oh God. I know people talk so slowly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if we talk fast. Like, I wonder if people have a heart. I wonder if people can't speed up our podcast because we speak at like 1.5 speed because we watch everything faster than it. Should I don't be. know. I don't feel like we talk super fast. Like, because that's the thing is like if you know if. If you're on the creating side of it, you, you know, you, you have to take that time to, to think about what you're going to say and place your words. Or even if it's scripted, you want to be clear and concise. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just used to people telling me that I talk really fast. 
Oh, are you? Yeah. Ha- I'm not used to Especially that. my family. They t- they're always like, David, you have to slow down. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I just... Yeah. You know. Um, I, I just like... I have thoughts. <laughs> That's why we have a podcast. Because people must hear my thoughts. <laughs> That's what podcasts are for. <laughs> um, so if you follow us on the Twitch, just a heads up, we're not going to be streaming uh, until uh, Thursday this week. Or no, you're streaming Monday morning. Yes. Um, and yeah, then I'll be on we in won't the be streaming. We're, we're going to take a little vacation to ourselves in <laughs> Banff uh, just because it's there. And when the mountains are that close, it's good you to spend some well. time in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be on Twitch all weekend. I'll be at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Jacaris. Clarus. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, Discord, Reddit. Um, you know, all the social medias, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much all of them. Um, if you do like this podcast, if you could go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars, that actually really helps. And everyone keeps telling me that I need to remind people to do that. <laughs> um, so if you do like this podcast, please give us five stars. Uh, it's quick on your phone. You just give it a tap. And if you want to give it a review, even, even better. better. We would we would love you for that. <laughs> um, if you could, in the review, just make fun of me. Like, I yeah. want roast me in the reviews. <laughs> Say nice things about Claris. Um, or don't. About Ariel here because she has a very fragile uh, ego. But True, true. I, uh, yeah, I, I need to be praised and attended to at all <laughs> I times. I demand praise. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so five stars on, on those podcast apps uh, apparently is what makes all the difference. Mm. Uh, and if you uh, if you do that, we would be grateful and gracious. And I don't know. If, hmm, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, it's late. It's late on Saturday. We did get this one out. A, we are recorded a day early, which is nice. Yeah. Because I can actually like spend time editing it. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah. I'm David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye. Bye.